You are listening to Sick Biz Buzz with me, Hillary Jastrom. Welcome back to Sick Biz Buzz, the sickest podcast empowering chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs and the only podcast of its kind. I'm so glad you're here with us today. I want to just take a moment and say that to everybody listening. I know it's hard right now. I know it's hard to feel motivated. I know it's hard to get up. I know it's hard to feel joy. And I'm so glad you're with us today. We're going to bring you a little bit of joy, a little bit of levity, and a lot of information that is going to be very helpful. You're going to adore my guest today, but before we get to him, just a reminder that we are here for you during this time. That's exactly why we were created. SickBiz was created to provide hope, resources, help, and hacks to chronically ill and disabled entrepreneurs. So SickBiz, our parent company, is offering up its resources, all of them. Ask for them, you'll get them. We're sharing them regularly. Some of the ones that uh, we usually ask for payment for, we're sharing. In particular, I shared unit two of the SickBiz business course module yesterday to help you close and make money that very day that you watch it. And it also offers over 20 resources that you can use to work from home. Um, there's a list of 75 businesses that you can start as well. You can access those on sickbiz.com slash resources. I uploaded that PDF last night. Just scroll down to where you see the red and blue PDFs and you will be able to see that in addition to other resources available to you. Again, all yours for the taking. Just head on over to sickbiz.com. Of course, you will find a multitude of blog posts and podcast posts and podcasts for your listening. All free. Everything is free. It should be free during this time. I'm looking at you, big businesses. I'm looking at you, Fortune 500s and 100s. We can all band together. That's the point of this. Maybe we'll find out. That's the point of this. We all needed a reset. So again, sickbiz.com, we're here for you. My guest today is an inspiration without knowing it. You know, those are my favorite kind of people, and you are going to love him. Henry Mims is a day trader, marketer, and a veteran home worker, meaning he has been doing this since long before the pandemic. He's a great resource for you in terms of what is working when you're home working. What the hell is the market doing? How to keep your business rolling. And a bunch of other tidbits that he is going to share with you. And he has profound hearing loss, which is amazing because he is still doing it. There are no excuses in his book. He's getting up and doing it. I believe he told me that his litter of children numbers five. So I don't want to hear it, man. Like, he's doing it, okay? And he is here for your inspiration, not to mention he's funny, and he is as real as they come. Please welcome one of my new Facebook favorite people, and soon to be yours, Henry Mims. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you. That was a beautiful introduction there. Oh, well, thank you. You made it easy. You're just a, a marvel to me. So I'm so glad that you're here. We had a little talk the other day when we were trying to test the audio. And, um, and I, you know, it just became even more apparent that you have so much to offer. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I really am. 
Yeah, there's a lot going on right now. So, and we'll get to that in a minute, but I want to get a little more familiar with you. And so can you give us your elevator speech of how you got to today? Um, so when I was, I was born, uh, about eight months later, I got meningitis. Okay. Um, that's how I became deaf. And then they didn't know I was deaf until I couldn't respond to my mom, but I would respond to my dad. So I started oh. getting angry. They put me into testing. And then that's when they found out, oh, by the way, your son is deaf. Um, so from that moment on, my dad and my mom were very much of the mindset of when you get older, you're going to have to do something with yourself. So things like when I got home, I couldn't wear my hearing aid. Uh, I had to learn to read lips. Uh, I would get shy. They would force me to talk to people because that's what you do out in the public. Right. Right. Um, so that just kind of went on and there was never a moment in growing up where I felt like I could not do something. Cause even when I felt like I couldn't do it because you know, I couldn't hear, I used to be a BMX racer. Wow. So I couldn't hear the gate drop. I couldn't hear the sound. Dun, 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 dun. So my dad would stand on the sidelines and when he threw his arm down, that's when I was supposed to go. There was never an excuse. Find the problem, find the solution, and you'll be a lot happier for it. So that's, that's what I continue to do. And that's pretty much what I've done all the way up until today. And that's, I just implement that continuously over and over and over again. I know it sounds too easy to be true, but that's generally what I do. Well, you eliminated those obstacles early. And so maybe you don't even know what it's like to look at something as an obstacle. You see it as, well, that just needs a solution. That's all. We yeah. just need a solution here. That's, that's exactly what it is. You find the solutions, you find the money. That's yeah, the way see, it it's crazy. And so, so many people would just kind of crawl up inside themselves and be like, well, that's it. I'm done. I'm different. I'm this, I'm that. And kudos to your parents too. Um, that had to have been dif difficult for them to, to know that like, this is going to pay off for you, but it's going to be painful to learn. Yes. Oh, absolutely it is. You know, but a lot of people, when they see pain, they think, okay, well, it, it's going to hurt, so I don't want to do it. Right. But the way I think about it is, and don't get me wrong, I have made money. I have also lost a ton of money. There have been trials and errors and, and everything in between. But one of the things that I've come to realize is the more painful it is for something, for me to acquire something, whether it's a happiness or my version of success or if it's whatever it is that I'm going after, sure. I will fight a whole lot harder to keep it. Yes, because oh, then yes. it's like I went through all that to get it and now I'm just going to give it up. No, I don't think so. See, and I would so, like to just like give a shout out to the kids listening right now. L pay attention to that. That's called learning the value of a dollar, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You put all that effort into it. Why not? You know, I mean, if you got to deviate <laughs> and sometimes you hit a bump, you got you to gotta do something. And that's when you bring in people that know more than you do. Because if, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room, you know? You are so, in the wrong room. Like, you need to find a new room right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I try to be either middle of the road or the dumbest person in the room, somewhere in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like, like, it's like, that's my mantra. Every day I wake up to be the... No. I mean, it sounds yeah. funny, but it makes sense at the same time, doesn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you, and the other thing is, is, and this is one of the things that I've learned from my mentors is the biggest thing is to set it the expectations with yourself and with others. But if you set the expectations up front, you're not going to have a whole lot of claiming to go back and forth when you're doing either group projects or letting yourself down, so to speak, you know? So are you over communicating then? Sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And I, I've actually found that too, because we can be in spaces in our heads where when, and this happens in writing too, where you think, okay, well, that was easy to understand. Everybody should be able to understand what I just said because it came out of my head. But when you go back and you read it out loud, for example, you'll realize, wow, this, these instructions they're, mm-hmm. They need to be more detailed. Nobody is going to be able to follow them because we always assume, I don't want to say always, we should never say always and never. See, I said we should never say always. We should have tried to avoid yeah. <laughs> generalizing, right? But um, it makes sense to be overly specific because we can assume that other people have our knowledge when we're speaking. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I like that. So you, how do you structure your day? Is it different than what you think wellies should do? And wellies are, are well people, by the way. Okay. All right. Okay. See, so yeah, I see what you're saying. So my day is structured differently depending on what it is that I'm currently in. Um, if I, like I was, if I'm a sales rep or if I'm, whatever it is that I'm doing and I'm talking over the last 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So if I, if I have a job or I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a marketing, whatever it is that I'm doing, I'll tailor it around to that. This is specifically, uh, towards like day trading Okay. because I do options. So you have to be in and out. You can't be, you can't just say, I'm going to buy this and look back at it in three months. No, you have to look at it today several times. So if I know that I'm not going to be in a place uh, that has good internet connection or anything like that, I will tailor my day trading around that instead of during that. Okay. Uh, as far as marketing is concerned, uh, a lot of the marketing that I do on um, the pages and whatnot, I do that scheduled ahead of time. So because I'm human, I forget. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is I know that the best times for Facebook, Instagram, stuff like that, I'll go ahead and make posts, five or six posts ahead of time, and then just schedule them. So whether I remember to do it or not, they get posted. So okay. you, okay, so you do this daily, five or six posts a day? I'll do two to three times a week. I'll do five to six posts a day because you don't want to, you don't want to put too much. Yeah. Um, I do notice that sometimes when I'm bored as can be, because I've already done everything, uh, I'll do five posts in two hours just on my personal stuff. You know what I mean? For sure. Um, yes. But as far as with intention, that's the important part. The posts that have an intention behind it, those are most for the most part scheduled. Yes. Okay, I see what you're saying. So you're treating your personal branding and business branding a little bit differently. Yeah, I do. And then because my in my personal life, um, I also have I have uh, five kids in the mix, as mm-hmm. you said earlier. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of uh, things that come up that you don't expect at all. You know. This one's over here needs to go to soccer practice. I forgot to tell you. And this one over here, and then she needs to go to this appointment. And then, you know, there's a lot of things that get thrown into the mix that people forget about. Right. So I try to be a little bit flexible. But generally, I wake up, I drink my coffee, I take 30 minutes to myself with nothing else. No, no, no phone, no nothing. What are you doing? What are you doing in those 30 minutes? I either meditate or I just sit and think about the day. Mm -hmm. Um... If I know it's going to be a busy market day, I'll get up way earlier 
look at what I need to look at, have my coffee, but no matter what, I make sure that I have my 30 minutes to me alone, nothing else, nobody, it's nothing personal. Yeah, it's just I need sure. to decompress, meditate, whatever you want to call it. Okay. And so are you officially meditating? Or are you using an app or something like that? No, I just sit there and I usually sit in a room in my bedroom and I usually sit there with the door closed and I just sit there and I just, I just kind of go inward. I don't know how to explain it. Okay. But it's kind of like where you get to a place of nothing where it's just inward. Okay. I, I don't even know how to explain it. That's the best way I can explain it. You're detaching. You're detaching. detaching You're completely. kind of like shutting off your brain a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. Okay. And so, and I think examining how you go about your day every day and the process that you have for yourself personally is really telling in terms of your professional success mm -hmm. because you're setting yourself up. So let's say you don't get that 30 minutes to yourself. Then what happens? Uh, my day's a little thrown off, to be honest. Is it? Okay. Yeah. That's why the, I do have some non-negotiables. Mm -hmm. okay. And that's Great. one of my non-negotiables of the day. Okay. Great. And it's interesting because I was going to ask you, do you have business commandments that never get broken, especially in this changing landscape of having kids at home juggling processes and well maybe not juggling processes and systems but juggling appointments and priorities do you have business commandments that never get broken uh yeah um number one god first family second everything else is third okay that is matter of fact no ifs ands or buts as far as that how that relates to the business yeah um my first commandment is i never uh, okay i i try to not because you shouldn't say never right so mm -hmm. I try to not make any claims to knowing something that I don't know. Um, if I'm not going to, if you ask me a question and I don't know it, I'm not going to try and finagle my way it. into giving you an answer. Uh, I'll say, hold on a second. I don't answer a question I don't know the answer to. I'll try to find somebody who does. That is an absolute, no matter what. Because then if you, if you try to answer a question that you don't know the answer to, then you lose credibility down the road. And it spreads very quickly. It, it, you know, you know it, it's like a non-credibility virus, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> 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 Don't be the virus, okay, people? Let just everybody get a grip here. No, it's important, though. So, But it's interesting because you have this super strong mindset do you just come naturally to that did you do any business coaching are you going to do business coaching yourself well it, uh, it's and i and to this note i have to credit my parents more than anything else you know mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um whenever i would come up with a problem they were like whoa 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 if you want to find out how to fix this we can but if you're just going to come and whine then then go somewhere else you know? <laughs> how many yeah, did, did you have siblings too I had once. I have one sibling. Okay. Okay. Uh, brother, so sister. He, oh, hmm? he. Okay. So it's a yeah, brother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, and he would. Uh, he still messes with me today because he says, "I always say that he never got in trouble," <laughs> and I was always the one that got in trouble. And he was like, "Yeah, that's because when you would get in trouble, I would say note to self, don't do that." Oh. <laughs> you know? so, like, okay. That I'm sure sense. everybody can relate on that. I was like, okay. <laughs> I'll cut you a break. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. The sibling dynamic, of course. But so your parents 
pushed you to just have this unbreakable mindset. Mm-hmm. Wow. Absolutely. That's amazing. There was no ifs, ands, or buts. They were like, nope, you're going to go out there in the real world. You're going to do all this other stuff. These other people want to say things, do things. You also have to understand, my mother came from Cuba. Castro okay. took over my mom and child from Cuba to here, right? Holy her, moly. her father, who was my abuelo, came like shortly after. Mm-hmm. When he came to the United States, he had his accounting degree in Cuba, but when he came here, it wasn't recognized. So he had to do it all over again. And he did. Did so, he really? So you, you, you get into that kind of a, 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 a family system, and it's just kind of one of those unbreakables. You, there's, no, there's no excuses. You can learn from it or you can pout about it, but no excuses. There's, there's, there's no time for that. There is no, there is no excuses in those hard knock families. So they're like, we come from stoic Norwegian, Czechoslovakian, you know, you, we just, we wash our hands and dry them on our aprons and then sally forth. Like there's no, (laughs) (laughs) and I think it's, I think, you know what I'm talking about? We're just going to, it's matter of fact, where do you want to cry about it? That's not productive. Let's move on. But this is really helpful. I think it's helped you. And personally, I think you should look into coaching other people because your mindset, every time I talk to you, your mindset is very uh, definitive. And I, and I think that's a, that's a phenomenal um, gift that you have, especially in our community where we have people looking for inspiration. And it's, it's interesting how you can just be kind of bumping about your life and doing your thing and then find out that you're inspiring people just by being you, just by just by waking up every day, just by going on, just by doing your things. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm a little watery now. Thank you. Oh, well, allergies are going around, so. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was that's, that's, that's what I did right there. Right. What are you doing with your kids right now as all of this is in an uproar? Well, um, uh, we were going to go to the beach. Uh, we'll probably go to the beach either today or tomorrow. Okay. Um, I've just been doing stuff. Uh, I play video games with them a little bit, and then I do what I got to do. Uh, that it, One of the things that helps out is that my kids know, all of them, uh, that if I say, hey, give me 10 minutes, that means I need those 10 minutes. Don't bother me. That's good. And then after those That's 10 good. minutes are done, then I can, I can give them time that they want. Because, you know, kids want attention. They want affection. They want all those things. Right. But I also have to make money. Yes. So there's an understanding that we're, hey, give me 30 minutes when I open this door, then that means we can go and do play video games, Rainbow Six, whatever it is. So they what, respect it, and what happens is I get a lot more done, and then they get a lot more time. So you what see? is, so, yeah, and, and that makes sense because kids want structure too. Are you mm-hmm. changing anything in the wake of this in terms of profitability staying profitable, making money. Business has to go on. Bills have to be paid. Are you pivoting or do you not need to pivot? What's happening with your businesses? Um, well, right now what I'm doing is uh, mainly I am trying to decipher on the because I'm totally liquid in the markets right now. Um, main reason for that is because I don't want to be stuck if for whatever reason, because we've never been in this kind of a situation. Right. You know, we've been in scares. We've been in, we had 9-11. We've had those type of things happen, but we've never had a complete shutdown. You know what I mean? For this long. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. right now I'm completely liquid in trading because I don't know if I'm going to be able to get my money out. Okay. And I can make money, but if, if there's no point in making money if I can't touch it. 
No, yeah, and you have to be vigilant and cautious without being crazy. It's like there's Mm -hmm. this, we're all on this balance beam right now, and on on the one side is like denial, and on the other side is total insanity and lunacy, and we have Mm -hmm. to be somewhere in the middle. It's very easy to have people try and pull you off to either side. You know, and so I, I think it's really important that, you know, prudently you are moving ahead and you're keeping your head about you and you're being sensible. If we can all kind of, you know, and I've seriously have been advocating for this. And if anybody listening is like, yeah, this sounds like me, run for freaking office, okay? The common sense party. This is what we <laughs> we can just give a common sense party. That would yeah. be fantastic not left not right not just everybody's insanity so i think it makes sense as a day trader you are privy to information about this market just because you have this knowledge what do people need to know about what's happening in the market is it going to recover are are we going to be like greece or syria no, no, in my opinion, and this is just strictly my opinion, mm-hmm. um, I started getting nervous about the markets back in the beginning of fall. Okay. I know everybody's been flipping out about coronavirus and, 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 and the markets falling and all that, but I started getting nervous when the Fed started injecting money into the markets. To me, I see that as an outside influence. When you start having an outside influence, in my opinion, then you start having false positives, you know, where... Is this market really going up because of what is being accomplished or is it going up because all this money has been pumped into it? Then you start getting into those unknown variables. Um, Then I started pulling money out little by little by little and towards, I would say, December around there, I pretty much went completely liquid. Because at that point, it was about, it was a few trillion that had been injected and I was kind of like, okay, I have no idea where this is going. I just need to know direction. Now, I do have some friends of mine that have said, well, you know, if you just, there are different uh, kind of uh, the strangles and straddles, those are different strategies where you have, again, I want direction. So if I think it's going to go up, but I want to protect myself in case it goes down, I'll do one of those strategies. So that way I make a little bit of money either way, if it's volatile enough. Uh, but then I started going, well, wait a minute. If, if it drops as much as I think it's going to drop, which I did, I didn't think it was going to drop this badly, but I did know it was going to be a free fall. Mm-hmm. Um, if they halt it or they stop it or they block me from being able to trade, it took me a lot of pain to get that money. Mm-hmm. I'd rather have it than, than wonder. You know what I mean? Yes. So I think it is going to recover, and I think it's going to recover very nicely, but I don't think it's going to recover to the same extent that it did a year, maybe even two years ago, where everything just started skyrocketing all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to happen because I think this is going to be a global reset. Okay, uh, and I think that's a good thing, though. So somebody tripped on the cord and unplugged <laughs> the system. <laughs> yeah. It's off now. And now we need to plug the damn thing back in. So are mm-hmm. you, as a day trader, now you're, ad, you're advising people and you're, are you saying, you know, don't do this, don't do that? 
or kind of hold the line or because it's interesting how you're explaining this and I, and I'm glad you're explaining it in lay terms. You're looking at the outside influences in the market, meaning that we have not been as robust as we might have been led to believe. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's 100% true. Okay. That is one, okay. for example, uh, if you look at the, the greats like Warren Buffett and you look at all, and I'm just going to use Warren Buffett because that's the name that most people would know. Sure. Um, there's a lot of other names too, but it doesn't make sense to muddle the waters. Sure. If you look at somebody like Warren Buffett, they know, like they look at things like price to earnings. They look at, they look at these two time and time again indicators. Mm -hmm. When you have a, a company that is trading at $1,000 a share, their price to earnings is not very good at all. It is extremely high. A hundred is very, very high. That means that you're basically buying that share in the hopes that it will match the expectation 10 times within the next year, two years, three years. That, that's unreasonable. What happened this time, and, this, and I feel bad for the people that lost money, but they kind of deserved what they got because they didn't use due diligence. They didn't educate themselves. They relied on other people's opinions. Most of those people don't make any money doing it. Most of those people are just talking boxes. That's what they are. Mm. But when you look at the people who have made money consistently for the last 50 years, follow what they do. Don't follow what the 10 second segment on, on some news channel said. Don't follow this, oh, the next big thing. No, 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 no. Follow what has been done, tried and true, time and time again. And I kind of apply that to, to uh, <laughs> options as well. So long term, my opinion, and this is probably what I'm going to be doing in the next month, is I'm going to start looking at some discount dividend stocks. Okay. Uh, meaning that they pay a dividend every month, every quarter, sometimes every six months. Uh, not too many do every year. But mo um, I'm going to be looking at discounts on those just because those are, that's money I can get every month, every quarter, every six months, whatever it is. So explain um, and a lot that. Of them are really, really cheap right now. <laughs> okay, so explain that. You get a payout every quarter, every six months. That's what the dividend is. It's a breaking up and delivering this in increments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And then you just use that money and then turn around and buy more of the same stock. So then you end up growing exponentially. Okay, so. I looked at Warren Buffett and I'm not sure if this is, and, and I will tell people this, like when I see information on Facebook, I try to vet the source. I'm telling you, I did not vet this source. I think I just read this, that Warren Buffett is buying airline stock right now. So are um, we, is it a good idea to look at some of these industries like the cruise line industry has taken an enormous hit. So their value is going down. Is this the time? And we've heard this too. Warren Buffett has said, when the people are afraid, this is the time to buy. Is it absolutely is this the time to buy? This is, this would be one of the times to buy. I would not put, and I, I want to make this very clear in my personal opinion, I think it would be ludicrous for anybody to put all their money in today to get five stocks. Okay. I would, I would taper it, number one. Number two, as far as the industries, my personal opinion is to do whatever industry you are most familiar with. Okay, that's the reason good, why that's is good because, advice. Yeah, because if you're going to go, let's say you want to do cruise lines, right? Mm -hmm. But then you see that it goes up and down. If you're not familiar with the seasons and all that other stuff, and I'm just using that as an example, then how are you going to be able to kind of stay ahead of the game? 
Yeah, that's true. That's true. So you, you're advocating, and I love this too, because you're telling people just like your parents did, do the work. Yeah. Right? Figure out what you're familiar with, what you like, what you know, and then it's, it's not like, don't just dive in to this and no. understand as you're listening to this and I'm going to issue a big fat freaking disclaimer right now. This is not advice. No one is telling you to do anything. Don't listen to us. Um, you know, use an expert in the field that you're paying money to. We are not allowed to give you advice. Do not interpret it this way. If you take action and you tank, you cannot sue us. The end. Okay. That's what, that's the disclaimer that we're issuing. But we are talking about what we would do. And I think it's important for people to understand what's going on in the market, especially to fully understand what happens when government gets involved in the market because then the numbers are not correct. If the numbers are not correct, then we need to really look at what is going on in our country. Then our economy is not doing as well as we think it is, which makes sense then. If we're going to continue to struggle when a virus hits, when a pandemic hits, then the feds are going to take measures. They're going to incentivize the people, right? So Mm -hmm. turn it to a zero rate, and I learned, and I, I mean, because we don't know enough about how we live and our market and what uh, loans mean and treasury and all that stuff. We don't know enough about that. But 0% doesn't mean that you're getting a 0% mortgage. I've already had that argument with like five people. Yes, you're absolutely <laughs> right. I'm like, no, you're not getting a 0% on your mortgage. It's about the banks loan to each other. And no, no, they said on Facebook. Okay, whatever. Okay, good. And see, and you put this in layperson's terms, and I love that. 0% refers to what the banks loan to each other. Each other, yes. It is not the, it's so, it's bank to bank, B to B, people, okay? It's not B to C, bank to consumer. It is not you. You are not going to get that. You will get a lower rate. Theoretically, if you behaved yourself, right, and you have good credits, you will get a mm-hmm. lower rate. But otherwise, you know, you maybe you could do something like refinance or something. My daughter yeah. had to buy a car yesterday. It's her first car. She's 20 years old. She had to buy a car yesterday. She had no choice. Her other car would not start. So she had in her, and it was just a piece of crap that, you know. So it, you may find some advantage in doing some things like this, but 0% rate. Why are they doing that, Henry? What, what happened that that became necessary? It's pretty drastic. Yeah, well, it, it, a lot of things happen. Number one, you want to keep the money flowing. That, that's what I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know, so, okay, I'll give you an example. You have the car industry right now. Mm-hmm. Um, GMC and some other car companies are starting to do this whole Zero uh, percent, sixty, seventy-two. I mean, you can plug the numbers in wherever you want. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. And the whole reason behind that is because they have inventory. A lot right. of these companies, they don't own the cars that they're trying to sell you. So a lot of people don't know that. So what happens is, is you have you go to a car lot and you see all these cars. For example, almost none of those are owned by the dealership themselves. So they end up having to pay the longer the car sits. That's why, where the longer the car has been sitting, the the better of a deal you can get. And okay. I mean, it's also they're trying to get it off the lot. But um, the reason for that is because they see what's coming ahead and they're trying to get ahead of the curve. 
So it's just, and then this is also the time when people's credit scores are going to start dropping because they're not paying their bills because they want to make sure that they have money for food, yeah. things like that, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it, yeah, it's kind of a, it's kind of a, if you remember back in 2008, yes. people were getting houses and 2009, 2010, people were getting cars and houses cheaper than you would have thought possible. It, well, it, if you're in the right place at the right time, that's what you can do. And but you, you know, have money in your pocket. It was it it was good in that way, but it also was not good in that way because it's like you said, it has this a little bit of a spiraling effect. So then we're then we talked about predatory lending and things of that nature. Is this how we get into that type of environment? Are we going to be entering into that? Um, there was talk about the Dodd Frank Act, if I'm saying that right right? The Dodd-Frank Act and um, loosening up the ties on that a little bit. And I want to um, encourage people to follow Barry Habib too. Barry Habib is one of the foremost forecasters in the market. He's also a, very, a personal friend of mine. Uh, Barry is never wrong. I just want to put that out there. He, he was given a gift. I don't know if a gypsy blessed him when he was a baby or what the deal is, but he, <laughs> <laughs> but it, like you talked about, look to the experts in the field. Barry's on Fox News all the time talking about the market. We want to turn to these people to have them explain what's going on. What should we do? What can we expect? What is the reality of this? So Henry, I think you're all about reality today. You're the reality yeah. in your business. You're the reality of having your kids home. The reality of working um, with what could have been potentially a disability for you. Yeah, and 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 right now I think one of the biggest uh, problems that we're having in the country is that people's general disability is being that they they've been so busy with life they never took a minute to stop and look. So now that all this is happening, they have no idea what to do. You know, say more about that. What do you mean they have no idea what to do? Okay, so a lot of people have been thinking that this was on automatic. Mm -hmm. That this economy was just automatic. No, it takes input, us as a country, mm -hmm. to keep putting in for the country to keep doing better, right? Right. Well, because of that idea that it's on automatic, it's kind of like when you when you set your car on cruise control. Right. Well, if I know that at night, in the middle of the night, if I've been driving for eight hours, I should not absolutely, I absolutely should not put my car on cruise control. Because if I do, I'm probably going to fall asleep. If I fall asleep, I'm probably going to hit something. Right. So that movement, that action of me actually pushing the gas and pushing the brakes and all that keeps me awake and keeps me focused. Right. That's What's right. happened over the last three or four years is people lost focus and not paying attention. Like, for example, the coronavirus, you still see it on, on Facebook today. People think that the market crashed because of the coronavirus. It had nothing to do with the coronavirus. It had to do with the feds putting money in and then turning around and saying, we're not going to do it anymore. And then all of a sudden, people got scared and, and tried to drop drop everything before they got caught holding the ball. So that's what happened. So the market was almost manipulated in a way. Then the virus hit, which is a compounding effect, is what I'm hearing you say. Yes, I will go on record and say it was manipulated. Okay. Not so, maybe. I will say it was. Okay. So it was manipulated. We were yes, not as robust as we thought we were. We were in a weaker position. The virus hit. Is it exposing the vulnerabilities in the market? Yes, absolutely. And that's one of the things that, and I, I don't want to sound pessimistic in this, but that's one of the things that I am happy about. Is mm -hmm. I don't want people to lose money, but I do want a lot of people to wake up and say, yes. take control. You know, you can't, you have no way. I know that people can scam you. And I know that people can take advantage of you. 
But right, to, to right. completely blame everybody else for your downfalls because you did not take the time to, number one, look, number right. two, research, number right. three, and I'm not talking about some guy on Facebook said this. I'm talking about going and looking at the, the, the if you have five stocks, look at right. their briefings, look at their stuff. You know, right. I mean, it, it takes literally 20 minutes. And understand literally. it. I mean, if you're intimidated by, and I am intimidated by the market, I'm not going to lie. Um, okay. Look to the experts, but take some time to educate yourself. I think that's what's really important. If you're intrigued by something or you want to get involved in something or you want to have a better understanding of it, look to the experts like you're saying, but also take some time to educate yourself with credible resources. Do you have any resources for people if they want to better understand what's going on in the market, something that's a, a credible place for them to go? Well, what I do, and this is just for me personally, I know that people have uh, apps and they have uh, things where they can kind of put everything into one place, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Um, but myself personally, I like to go to the source. So, for example, if I'm just going to use Google because Google is huge, right? Right. If Google did an earnings release last night at 5 o'clock this morning, I'm going to be going to the source, Google's earnings release, and reading it. Okay. Now, I don't mean reading every single page because most of it's just going to be a transcript of what was said. And, uh, but I am looking for keywords and highlights. Price okay. to earnings, earnings per share, mm -hmm. uh, what they see for the future. Uh, and this is the other thing. A lot of times when you're looking at stocks and you hear people talking about what they anticipate in the future, right. you also have to be aware of what they anticipated in the future before and yes. how did that work out. Yes, because then absolutely. that shows you the type of leadership. They have poor leadership. They can say whatever they want. Doesn't mean they're going to get there. No, and and I think you're absolutely right about that. I think that's that is um, that's critical to understand whether it's a stock market or whether it's something like um, your insurance benefits. So you always mm -hmm. get you get the insurance benefits that come in the mail. It behooves you to take the time and understand what is, what is this system I've entered into, whether it's your, your insurance, your healthcare, whether it's your investing, and all of us need to better understand the market. The market mm -hmm. is, is complex. Um, there's a lot of jargon and terminology that is thrown around. I think that's intimidating to people. So <clears throat> we need resources and we need to understand, like it's been very helpful to have you on talking about, no, this is a 0% rate from banks to banks. Uh, no, take a look at what people are doing, explaining some of the dividend options. This is what we need to do to better yep. understand it because <clears throat> as a whole, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a garden variety cold and it is not the virus. <laughs> um, I just have to put that out there. I've had it for like a week and a half and it's just kind of hanging on. I'm not dying. Okay. Everybody needs to know that. Um, but in any case, I think that's a good takeaway is that educate yourself in what you need to do. So let me ask you to pivot a little bit. When things return back to quote unquote normal, schools right. are open again, bars and restaurants, things of that nature. When things return back to normal, are you going to be changing anything about the way you're doing business? No, not <clears throat> so at all. Has this put your business under a, a lens at all where you go, you know what, 
so there's nothing you would change. Well, no, and I'll tell you, and I'll and I'll tell you why. And this is just my mindset. And I know there's different types of businesses out there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm only in three or four of them. So one of them is day trading, and then I have network marketing as well. And then I also do uh, help other people with marketing. Um, okay. There's different things I do, and I know that there's a lot of different kinds of businesses. But this is how I like to think of it. I know all this stuff is going crazy, right? Right. I'm still doing takeout at one of my favorite restaurants today. Really? I'm still going to take my kids to the beach tomorrow. <coughs> I'm wow. still going to. There's no, there's no, because see, when we freeze and we stop and all of a sudden we just say, uh-uh, it doesn't hurt the big companies. And I'm not trying to say anything against the big companies, but it doesn't hurt the big companies nearly as much as it hurts your neighbor who owns that store down the street. Right. That's understandable. So, and we, we, we have to take care of our community and then branch out from there. And it's become so global that all the people we're helping, we don't know, we don't see, we don't even, we don't even know what they're doing. Right. And so but when you go local, like the local mom and pop restaurants, the local right. mom and pop stores, you know, even your church, even, I mean, whatever it is, if you, if you, I think that's going to, I think that is what I'm hoping will come out after everything turns back to normal is people will start to set their sights more on, you know, what restaurant in my area instead of going to a chain, nothing against chains, but, you know, more localized, so to speak. I love the idea of more localization and especially the farms and, yeah. and getting your food from a local farm, getting your produce from a local farm. And I want to clarify that when you talk about going and doing takeout and taking your kids to the beach, you're still complying with the distance, the social distancing. So mm -hmm. it's, it's not like you're bucking the system and saying, nope, I'm just going to do what I want to anyways, because I've had some conversations with people where it's, and I've unfollowed some people where they, the individual, the individualization of life is like, but this doesn't affect me. So I am not going to do it. And I think we need to really expand our experiences to include everybody. And, yeah. and I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute as I close the show, but it's, it's important that you figure out how to continue giving your support to local businesses during this time right now. And it might be grabbing takeout. It might be doing that. It might be, um, you know, the, the national parks, for example, they're open. They had a, yep. uh, they had a, a, um, a Facebook post that said, we're ready for you. We're open. Come on outside. You can still do these things, you know, yep. and with your family and all of that. So be safe, but you can still do these things and support your local businesses and keep buying is what I'm hearing too. If you're yeah. doing digital business with people, keep buying. Don't just, don't just freeze everything. We have to keep business going. What happens if we freeze everything and then we resume it? Then where are we going to go when everything goes back to normal? I don't know. I mean, is there just going to be this huge upsurge and we're all going to be just peering out at each other from our toilet paper towers? Like what, <laughs> it's like, what is, it's going to be useless, you know, and we're going to be, <laughs> you know, if there was ever a time when I wanted a toilet paper cannon, this is the time. I know. I'm, I'm telling you. Uh, well, no, well, you know what? Maybe we'll have to do a little bit of Googling toilet paper can. <laughs> Let's see if we can find one. Um, one of the things that I did want to touch on that you had spoken about earlier, um, mm -hmm. is it, also, it also matters greatly who you surround yourself with. Yes. You know? Um, and when you, have, when you surround yourself with like-minded people, like, for example, my girlfriend, 
She is very, almost to a T, the same mindset that I'm on. So when it comes to the kids or when it comes to business or when it comes to what we're going to do with our money or whatever, there's yeah. not, there's no fighting. There's no, there's, okay, yeah, that sounds good. Let's do this. And if it doesn't, we're going to question each other until we can get to a compromise where it's like, okay, this will work best. You know what I mean? But be willing to listen at least. I love that. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I think it's, it, I think it's super important. It's along the same lines of um, not only it's who you're surrounding yourself with. So don't be the smartest guy in the room, but in terms of how to make your life easier at home <laughs> with your kids is to be with a like-minded person. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. Well, do you have any closing thoughts for us on, on what's going on or what you would like people to remember? Uh, yeah. Um, when, if anybody's listening to this and they think that everything is sounds something that they would like to try, they would like to do, they would like to implement in their lives, do not forget that it extends to your kids as well. Just like my parents extended it to me, I extend it to mine. You're going to get some pushback sometimes. You're going to get some things, but I always tell my kids, Find something you love to do and run with that. Don't mm -hmm. worry about the money. Don't worry about this because as long as you're helping people, solving problems, money's going to come down the road. But if you make the effort to help, you're going to be you're going to be just fine. Especially when you find something you love to do, it's not going to seem so much like work. You're going to want to get up at 5 a.m. You're going to want to you know keep doing what you got to do until 11 o'clock at night, and you're going to feel good about it. That's more important than anything else. And I just wanted to make sure that that was understood. Absolutely, and so and. And there is a saying that, you know, if you do what you love to do, eventually, at some point, you you are not going to like it. And I know your kids have said that to you. So what do you say to them when they say that to you? Well, when they say that to me, I can honestly tell you. Um, my, I have uh, my 18-year-old. She is doing much better in life. Uh, so she's kind of starting to follow things a little more closely and things are working out a little bit better for her. Um, and then all the kids down the road, whenever they do want to give me pushback, I also remind them that there's ups and downs. Right. So how much do you really love this? Because I'll be honest, there have been times when I thought I really loved something until I got into the nitty gritty of it. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, wait a minute, I don't like this. You know? <laughs> it's good information to have, you know, and I tell my kids that let's say you, you do love something, you get into mm -hmm. it you're not going to have this undying passion for it every day. You're probably going to love it every day, but there are going to be some parts of it that you're like, man, I don't really like doing this part of it. This part is kind of tough. And, but it's, that is going to be eclipsed by the overall passion and love for it. There are jobs associated within the passion that you're not going to like. That's just part of life, but it's not mm -hmm. a reason to throw the whole thing in the trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly right. My 15-year-old, he... He plays soccer. He went over to Denmark to play soccer. He might be going back overseas. He's 15 years old. Mm. But I've also been out on the field with him, and he's been crying because he's like, I don't want to kick this ball anymore. And I'm like, well, you want to get better or not? If you want, if you don't, we'll go home. I give him the choice. And then he's like, no, 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 no. And now look where he is. You know, yeah, my daughter, she's getting to where she is, and she's going to get there very quickly. My nine-year-old, all of them, all across the board, the same thing. What is and, your uh, – I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, so – well, you were just saying about how, yeah, you're not always going to be up for it, so to speak. Sure. That passion and everything else is going to always ultimately bring you right back to it. You know, yeah. if you have a true love for something. 
But like I said earlier, there have been some things that I thought I was just going to annihilate. Now I'm like, wait a minute, nah. Math? I'm not, I don't like math, no. <laughs> Too much it's math. So, it's so true. It's like, oh, I think I'm going to draw for a living. Man, I'm still drawing. Still yeah. in the 15th hour. Here we go. This <laughs> is mm-hmm. just not as joyful anymore. Well, Henry, this has been an amazing conversation. I think you just brought so many different flavors into it and so much perspective from advocating for the disability community and uh, explaining in layperson's terms what's going on with the market, juggling your business. Uh, making sure that the processes are staying true, your three commandments that you have, all of it, great value today. I'm so glad you were on. I'm so glad we made this work. I want, um, actually, you know what? I do want you to talk a little bit about the apparatus that you use that enabled you to make this possible with your hearing aids. Well, um, the, I have, uh, I have a, a very good hearing aid. It's an Otacon. Mm-hmm. And um, it's a tier one, so I have different modes on it. And then I have an adapter that goes with it. So uh, one of the things is I just got this hearing aid, and I've been able to hear a lot more things, which is good and bad. But um, it's, yeah, if you hear background noise now, I thought I almost got into a fight with the guy behind me because I thought he was talking to me, but he was talking to his homeboy. Oh, so man. Like, oh, okay, we're good. <laughs> um, yeah, that was so weird. Oh, boy, um, you but, better check yourself before you wreck yourself right now. Yeah, yeah. I almost got into a fight with my door because I didn't realize the squeaking was so loud and it was right in my ear. Oh. I was alone. And I was like, okay, you got to calm down here. But so I have this adapter and now I can also do things like listen to music a whole lot easier, uh, nice. things like that. So it, it's the technology. I would have never imagined this 10, 15 years ago. Would not have imagined it. Amazing. And, and I'm very thankful for it, for, for sure. So you have an adapter that allows you to speak on Zoom with your hearing aid and also on your phone. Yeah. Okay. And, and right now, if I didn't have this adapter, I would not be on the Zoom with you. So I think what we'd like to do is maybe uh, give a link to that so that people have a resource. So we'll have, well, a, um, we'll have a number of links for people. Yeah, I, I use Audicon myself. It's a brand I've used. I've used a bunch of different ones. This is the one that I'm most comfortable with. Okay. Uh, different people are going to find different comfort in different ones. You know, it's just like a shoe. Some people prefer Adidas over Nike. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, Absolutely. So I just feel more comfortable with the Audicon brand and with the adapter that I have. Um, and my uh, audiologist is Angela Tinson in Melbourne, Florida. So she's the one I've been with for the longest time. She, she just kind of gets down to the nitty gritty and gives me exactly what I want. So can't go on with that. That's fantastic. And so it is possible. Anybody who's oh, listening who is maybe feeling like, well, I'm not sure if I can do this. Henry's on here. He's doing it. And there, there are uh, apparatuses and there's equipment that you can use to adapt yeah. And I would also like to point out real quickly, a lot of people don't know about this, but there's a thing called vocational rehabilitation. Okay. Um, they have helped me in the past. So, you know, and they can help uh, people who are disabled find jobs or uh, get linked up to, not necessarily get linked up to uh, angel seed investors, but into the right crowds, so to speak. They can help get uh, school for like education once they open back up for colleges and stuff. Um, they, they have a lot of great services that they can implement. So okay. if anybody feels like they're a lost cause, there is vocational rehabilitation. It might come up as BR on Google, 
but it's vocational rehabilitation. Okay, so we'll make sure that we also include that link into the blog. Uh, I'm sorry, into the podcast blog. We'll make sure that we include that so people just have some of these resources that are available and give them direct reference to them. Because that's a great, we, we always want to partner up with people. We always want to share our resources with people. So vocational rehabilitation sounds like a phenomenal option. Yeah. Is this nationwide? You what? Is it nationwide? As far as I know it is, because I know somebody in Alabama that use vocational rehabilitation. So I don't know if it's Ooh. all across the nation, but I know it is in different states. Okay, fantastic. This uh, I'm very excited about this. Henry, thank you for being on today. I mean, it just was an absolute pleasure to have you. I knew it would be because when we did the audio check, we talked for like a half an hour. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> so it was amazing. It went by too fast. It did. It, it seriously does, especially when you have the banter and um, there's so much to talk about. So really greatly appreciate you being on and uh, we'll have information for people about how to get in touch with you. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. Just uh, contact me on Facebook. I'm Henry Mims. Um, I don't know how much more specific to get than that. Um, and if anybody has any questions or anything, just, just, uh, just to reach out to me. I'd be more than happy to help. Fantastic. I found Henry on Facebook, friend of a friend thing, but he's proof that you need to keep your eyes and your heart open when you're meeting people. As we frequently discuss, we also need to be networking every day in this time. Like Mr. Rogers said, look to the helpers. Look to the credible people who can help you. Look to the people who have been at this gig longer than you and learn why they are still in business then you can apply it to your own business. I want us all to pay attention to the fact that we all need to support each other. We need to look outside our own experiences, broaden what we know so we can include our neighbor's experiences as our own. Then we can advocate and support each other better especially critical right now. To get in touch with Henry, please reach out to him and on Facebook rather. We'll have the link to him in this sickbiz blog post for the sickbiz buzz and we're also going to link up vocational rehabilitation and Otacon. i think it's critically important again that you have all the tools available to you at your disposal to help you work as efficiently and profitably as possible you need to keep working we need to keep the markets going that means all of us that means all of us need to take the leap to keep purchasing products we need to take the leap to keep supporting businesses and especially as we emerge from this and we will emerge from this we need to not start everything and recreate the wheel again. We need to keep going in some capacity. That requires faith on all of our parts. I know the world is in turmoil right now, but I want to remind you, what is free? We all love free, right? And I want you to be aware that if someone is trying to leverage this situation in any way through their marketing, trying to get you to just get in on these end of the world prices, whatever, you've seen it. They are showing their true colors. In times of crisis, they are showing you their true colors. If they are not in crisis, they are still going to be that type of person. If I see that, I will never 
ever work with that person ever again. They are immediately extradited out of my life. They are escorted to the door. They are blocked, unfollowed, unfriended, whatever the case is. This is the time to shore up your boundaries. Work with good people. Protect your network. I hope you will do the same. Remember, sunsets, sunrises, snuggles with your dog, time with your children, all free. Look to the silver lining, look to the good people, look to the helpers. There are many businesses that will help you right now if you ask. Some of them don't know what is being asked of them. I personally think those of us who have been fortunate, those of us who have been leaders in the field, et cetera, have a responsibility to give back right now. Absolutely. And if you are not receiving that message from these businesses, move on until you get the help that you need. There are many, many people who are more than happy to help you. Remember, we are all in this together. You are not alone. If you need resources and a community completely free at your disposal, information on working and mental health, because isolation can be difficult too, we are here for you. You can find all the information you need at sickbiz.com. Don't forget to check out the resources page and the 75 jobs, the businesses that you can start yourself, some of which you can run remotely provided to you sickbiz.com slash resources. Anything you need at your disposal, raise your hand and ask. You are loved, you are special, you are important, and you are going to make it through this. Hold on to that. That's it for this week's episode of Sick Biz Buzz. Thanks so much for listening. Be well.